what physician doesn't want to spend more time with patients and less time on paperwork? Join the One Medical Team in the Bay Area and go all in for better primary care. In partnership with UCSF, we're on a mission to transform healthcare for all with a focus on meaningful time with patients and our own technology to simplify the workday. Most providers enjoy a flexible four-day work week with no weekends, no call, and no patient quota. Visit onemedical.com careers to learn more and to apply. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. People often ask me if I ever thought I was in danger doing all the predator investigations, whether someone appeared menacing to me, whether someone could either hurt me or the on-site decoy or the crew. And there have been a few times that I sense danger. You know, we do a pretty good job, I think, of making sure the sting house is safe. We have security inside the house. The police, law enforcement, or sheriff's department is nearby and going to actually make the arrest. But there have been a couple firsts during all the investigations, coming face to face with more than 400 guys over 17 years. And one of them involved a 29-year-old guy named Dwayne Chisholm, who went online by the moniker Lover Man Genius. More on that in just a moment. Chisholm, Lover Man Genius, was a bodybuilder. He managed a gym. And his physique showed it. He could have taken me. And there was nothing between Loverman Genius and me when we sat down on a beach to discuss why he wanted to have sex with a 14-year-old girl named Alice during our investigation on the Jersey Shore. And so it is that Dwayne Chisholm 
is the focus of this episode of my podcast, Predators I've Caught. Dwayne Chisholm chatted online with a decoy who called herself Alice in Wonderland 922 for about a week. And the funny thing, if there is a funny thing about these predators, is that his screen name, Loverman Genius, was spelled incorrectly. The word genius was spelled incorrectly. The I and the U were transposed. Now, we don't know whether he did that on purpose to be funny or not. And quite honestly, I never got around to asking him that question during our interview. But Loverman Genius was trolling around in the chat rooms this particular investigation. And this would have been in March of 2007. We had more than two dozen men ultimately arrive at our beautiful beachfront home in Manilokan, New Jersey. And our onside decoy was Casey Morrow, who was all of five foot two and 90 pounds at the time. She was great. Her dad was one of the people who actually owned the home. And I'm sure you've heard the story. And in fact, we've had Casey on this podcast. The perverted justice decoy's actual screen name was Wonderland Alice 992, but we'll call her Alice for the purposes of this podcast. Loverman Genius starts off talking, you know, in generalities. What are you doing here? He says he's bored. Just lonely. Loverman Genius makes the first approach to Alice. How are you tonight? Okay, how are you, she says. Just lonely and bored. So what brings you on tonight? Alice says, well, I'm just bored and it's nasty outside. Yeah, it is. Tell me about it. So what do you like to do for fun? You big into Wonderland, Wonderland Alice, 992? Hee hee, not really. Just kind of like the name Wonderland Alice. I like all kinds of stuff for fun. Then he says, he likes to work out, go on long walks go to drinks with friends, anything new and exciting. Ask for pics of the 14-year-old girl. He even acknowledges her young age. For me, you're jailbait. If I was younger, I could talk to you like that. She says, oh, not sure what jailbait is. Doesn't sound good, though. Loverman Genius says, well, like if I tried to pick you up, I'd be in trouble. She says... Well, if you were nice and cute, I wouldn't get you into trouble. Loverman Genius says, it's cool. So you like older guys? Yeah, they're pretty cool, she says. I hear you, he says, but if a 29-year-old tried to talk to you, you wouldn't find that weird? Older guys are smarter and not all goofy. So, like many decoys do, she leaves the door open for an approach. Like I said, if the 29-year-old guy was nice and cute, he, he, yeah, I might be interested. But he knows that what he's about to do is illegal. He admits it. But because she keeps the door open to the notion of meeting, he somehow thinks that's okay. And you'll hear later that he is aware of these to catch a predator investigations. He's aware that law enforcement does stings like this all the time. Yet for some reason, this 29-year-old guy who's not bad looking at all, well-built, 
has a job managing a gym in New Jersey. For some reason, he is willing to continue this conversation for almost a week. And as he does, it gets progressively more sexual. Loverman Genius says, well, tell me what you would like me to do. LOL. I don't know if you would like it. So when I know you'd like it, then I might share. What are you thinking about over there? I think I can see the steam coming out of your ears. The decoy compliments him on his physique. Then he says, I think you'd be fine sitting on my lap, LOL. You might like it more than you think. She says, hee hee, you think? What would you do if I was sitting there? Loverman Genius says, well, lean over and kiss you on your neck, cheeks and lips, and ask you if you like that, then give you a massage. I know I could use one and see what goes from there. He's grooming, no doubt. And for whatever reason in his mind, he thinks it's okay to do this with a 14-year-old girl. But if you think that's bothersome, illegal, obscene, wait to hear what happens next. Loverman Genius, 29-year-old Dwayne Chisholm, then sends pictures, not just of his body, shirtless, flexing his muscles as a weightlifter, workout guy, he sends a picture of his genitalia to a girl he thinks is 14. Now, that's illegal in and of itself. But it raises another question, and I always wonder this. In the history of the world, has any man ever sent a picture like that to a woman of any age? in any country, under any circumstances, and has had it result in any sort of a relationship or connection. I just can't imagine that that has ever happened. Now, maybe I'm just a boomer. Maybe I see it from the predator catcher standpoint as opposed to the predator, but I just don't know why anybody thinks that's good or productive or attractive in any way. I don't know. I'm sure I'll get a lot of comments on that statement. Let me continue. So Chisholm talks about the size of his genitalia. In the transcripts, Loverman Genius says, have you had something that big already? Decoy says, not that big. Then he says, I'll be a good lover, slow and soft. The decoy says, I just hope you like it. Loverman Genius says, oh, and I hope you like it, too. Again, she's 14. Very explicit. And the other thing about Loverman Genius that was a predator investigation first is that the decoy from Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group, tells him on multiple occasions that very likely her parents will be home. And yet he's willing to drive over there from where he lives in New Jersey to the Jersey Shore, I think it was about an hour away, to meet this girl. And the plan is that he's gonna pull up and she's gonna run out and they're gonna drive someplace to another part of the beach and have their rendezvous, their liaison. That's pretty brazen. Out of all the hundreds of predators who've surfaced in these investigations, 
I can't think of another one who's done that, who is willing to meet a girl with the parents actually home. I mean, even in the predator world of horrible judgment, of pedophilia, of predator mindset, you very rarely see that, a guy willing to take that kind of risk. Dwayne Chisholm, 29. But here he comes. And he walks around to the beach in front of the home. We have two lawn chairs set up, cameras everywhere, 11 cameras we had on that particular shoot. And she meets Casey, the onside decoy, lover man genius, Dwayne Chisholm. And he's big. I mean, we've seen the pictures. And Casey has seen the pictures. And as dangerous as he is as a predator, we sort of figure that he's not the kind of guy who would try to harm her physically other than ultimately in a sexual interaction. And we were ready. We were close by. I was actually set up outside so I could come around from the side street. There was a street adjacent to the house. And they're talking. She's sitting in her chair finally, and he's in, in his. And, and we have it set up in these lawn chairs, so it's difficult for somebody just to jump up and move. I mean, it's low, and it's in the sand. So even the fittest human being couldn't just jump up out of the chair. Casey actually says in the original story that I saw his pictures and I was honestly really scared because he was a bodybuilder. He could probably like grab me with his hand and squeeze the guts out of me. So they get settled. They're on the beach. And Casey, the onside decoy, says, I'm so glad you came. Kind of giggles. And then you can listen now to what Chisholm said after that. You want to come on over? Um, I want to talk a little first. No problem. That's crazy. No, that's fine. Oh. That was pretty much my cue to step in. I, I guess I, looking back, I could have let it go a little bit longer. I do like to see these interactions between the predators and the, the onside decoys because I think it's very telling. You see the guy reveal what he wants to do, his intentions without, you know, me being there. It's more natural in a way. But I didn't want to take a chance. Security didn't want to take a chance. And so I walk out and confront him. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How What's are you? happening? <laughs> and he's startled, but not freaked out. Casey takes off. I sit down in the other lawn chair and we commence to have a chat. And the girl you were chatting with online was how old? As far as I know, 14. 14. What if you had a 14-year-old sister? How would you feel if some guy came over? Not good. You'd tell her that you want her to masturbate and think of you before she goes to bed. He doesn't even try to spin a story about, well, I thought she was 18 or 19 or 41. I got the numbers transposed, which I've heard before. He automatically says, okay, I guess she's 14. And he seems to think that he can explain his way out of this because he wasn't going to force her physically to do anything 
that you wouldn't consent to. And this is where I remind him that a 14-year-old isn't legally to consent to sex with somebody who's 29. No, all that's illegal to try to solicit a minor online, right? And then come up and try to have sex. What do you think would have happened tonight, Wayne, if this 14-year-old girl was open-minded? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say one thing or the other. So you wouldn't rule out the possibility of you having sex with her? I wouldn't force her to do anything that she would or wouldn't want to do. But here's the problem. At 14, she cannot legally give consent. And that's why it's considered in many places statutory rape. And then a light bulb goes off over the head of lover man genius. And he's starting to figure out, and I can tell this, he's starting to figure out that I'm not the police and that he may be on a television investigation into sexual predators trying to meet children. And he figures out what's going on. And he admits this to me. He doesn't know he's on camera just yet because all of this is being recorded on the hidden cameras we have set up. And we specifically wanted to do some of these interviews on the beach because it was it was different. It was a little bit challenging from a production standpoint. We had done some outdoor interviews and previous investigations on the beach, actually. But it gave it a different look. And it was something we thought perhaps would give the predator more confidence in a realistic scenario and allow us to, you know, see what this guy was going to do in real life. Tell his story. Continue the solicitation in person. And he then indicates that he could be in one of those stories. And listen to what he says about the other guys who've been caught in our investigations before. So you kind of figured out what's going on? <laughs> I mean, you hear about it and you sit there and you're like, man, these poor guys, like, these guys are such idiots and what are these guys thinking? And, you know, and you're like, you know, you see some guys, it's just like, wow, like, these guys are just really, really disturbed. Interesting to note, I think, that this predator's empathy lies with the guys who've been caught and not with the child he intended to violate and that the others intended to violate. Is that a sickness? Is that just a selfish behavior? It's bothersome either way. Disturbing. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. And then I ask him what he was thinking, why he thought it was okay to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. Listen to what Loverman Genius says was the reason behind him showing up to try to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. I mean, here's my thing. I know there's no excuse. You get caught up in a rut. You work 70 hours a week. Life is tough. Yeah, but I still don't get the link between working hard and grooming a 14-year-old girl online to the point where you have a face-to-face uh, -face meeting in the hopes of having a sexual liaison. I don't know. Like I said, there's no justification for it. I'm not buying it. So what if you work 70 hours a week? So what if you have a lack of a social life? That's no excuse. 
And so I announced to him who I am and what we're doing. Well, I'm Chris Hansen doing a story on adults who meet kids online and then try to meet them for sex in person. Wow. And he starts to apologize. I mean, uh, I'm apologetic for uh, my behavior. And get this, as he's being apologetic out there on the beach with me, and now at this point, you know, the cameramen have come out with the regular TV gear. While this happens, another man shows up to meet a young girl for sex. Rolling up, rolling up. Uh-oh. He makes a U-turn right near the house, beeps the horn, looks over and sees me and all the cameras and the lights and the whole thing. And he bolts, he takes off in his car. Now, Frag of Perverted Justice is on the radio and is communicating with law enforcement there in Ocean County, New Jersey. PA plate out of Philadelphia. We identified this fellow as James Eric Santiel, also 29, ironically, same age as Dwayne Chisholm, Loverman Genius. So the police figure out they need to go get this guy and they pull him over and arrest him. He turns out to be a school bus driver. Now we go back to Loverman Genius. And I'm finishing up my investigation. He's about to leave. Now, I, I have to say, for a guy who could have been very physically aggressive, he was not. And the police are watching this, and they're aware that they could have a handful here because this is a big guy, strong guy, and he's in a bad situation. And so he actually asks me at this point when he's going to be on television. So... When do I get to see myself on TV? Well, we haven't figured all that out yet. We're still doing the story. I understand. That's part of the process. I understand. I'm going to have a whole lot of people that I know seeing it and like, oh, my God, this guy, he helps me out in the gym. I might have to look for new work. Oh, yeah, he did have to look for new work, but Loverman Genius's trouble was just beginning because now... It was time for him to be arrested. The police really took a soft approach to him, and it paid off because there was no trouble. Told him to relax. You can listen to some of it here. All right, easy. Just relax. Okay, just We're not going to do anything to hurt you. Loverman genius Dwayne Chisholm was arrested without incident. About a year later, he pleaded guilty to charges associated with the investigation, and he served 180 days in a county jail. He continues to be under lifetime supervision, and he had to register as a sex offender. We don't know a lot about what he's been up to since. The sex offender registries in New York and New Jersey are private, so when they do report in or say what they're doing or what they've been up to, we don't always have access to that information. But because of all the various social media groups, which keep track of all things Predator, we do have people check in and, and tell us things and, and people do talk about the reaction they have or 
interaction they have with the people who have been caught in our investigations. As it turns out, Dwayne Chisholm was arrested again in 2017. Now, at first, it appeared that it was another similar charge as to the predator investigation. That was not the case. When you're on lifetime supervision, which is essentially a parole violation in this case, and you get arrested for violating that probation, the record will refer to the underlying case. So in other words, he was arrested for charges involving the predator investigation when he violated his parole probation. It was for something totally different. In this case, something very simple. A guy who appeared to be Dwayne Chisholm actually chimed in in one of the forums. And we believe it was, it was actually Chisholm. And he said of this 2017 arrest, Hey guys, I know you're all having a blast playing detective, but in case anyone is actually interested in truth, the arrest is for a parole violation. Whenever that happens, the cause of arrest listed is the original offense. The parole violation was for driving a vehicle with expired registration, which is why all the juicy details you're fantasizing about appear in any court records, newspapers, etc. So, as far as we can tell, as much as he tried to justify to me being overworked, underappreciated, giving reasons why he thought it was okay to have sex with a 14-year-old girl, we have no information or evidence to believe he's done it or tried it again. We did, interestingly enough, hear from a woman who wrote in one of the forums, and we believe this to be accurate and true, legitimate, that she had gone on a date with Chisholm years after he surfaced in our investigation. And here's what she said. We met at a bar. I had a couple of drinks. He was drinking ginger ale. I was with two of my friends who looked like they could be my parents twice my age. I made a joke of it. Mind you, I had no clue who I was speaking with. I've been told I look a lot younger than 28. That was her age at the time. This is a few years ago. I thought it was strange he was at a bar 30 minutes north of where he says he lived. Not the strangest thing, but out there. I asked about his tattoos, and that's when his first name came up. He has Jerome tattooed on his right bicep. Who he used to be told me he studied psychology in college and that he had his own handyman business. Well, that raised a red flag. Thought he must have gotten in some trouble. Thought it was just some weed or something minor. After Googling him and reading the convos, that's when I ended things. He used similar lines on me. And she's referring to the transcripts from the investigation. My stomach did flip-flops. Sit on his lap, etc. I didn't tell him I found out about his past because I didn't want that kind of confrontation, but it leaves me with questions. He's not registered as a sex offender via Megan's Law in the state of New Jersey. Do I report that? I had contact with him in a different county than he resides. Can the police even do anything about it? 
He told me his name was Dwayne, but his real name was Jerome. He didn't tell me his last name. He mentioned he was part of this men's organization to help get his life back on track. He mentioned he had a rough past. I was raised to believe that people change and that people are generally good. I never thought about meeting a sexual predator. I got curious about this organization he was part of, but couldn't remember the name, so I googled the first and middle name and was confronted with his mugshot. I have extended family and young ladies in my life that I need to protect. So it raises an interesting issue because the registries are very important. And it's very important that, especially in these cases, the predators sometimes only serve one year or two years, and then they're back out. And we've seen cases over and over again where these guys reoffend. And so it's important that people are aware. Now, it's a little different in New Jersey and in New York, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of access to this information. But if, if one of these guys does move in and you live in that area, you can access it as a resident. There's no magic way to know, obviously, if you're going on a date with somebody or meeting somebody for a drink, whether or not they showed up in a to catch a predator investigation or a Hanson versus predator investigation by Googling them. Sometimes it comes up. Most of the time it does because of all the attention. And this case also raises questions for me as to can a guy like Loverman Genius be, be helped? Can he be counseled? Can he have therapy? Can a guy like that understand how wrong and damaging even just sending a picture of his genitals could be to a teen girl? We're going to ask some of those questions very soon to a therapist who not only has expertise in this area, but actually trains other therapists to deal with sex offenders because obviously not all of them are locked up for their entire lives. And so I want you all to think about questions you have for a doctor, psychiatrist, therapist, who deals with predators, sex offenders, pedophiles. And I want you to send me those questions you have to me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. And we'll probably record this in the next two weeks. I like to record pretty close to when the podcast actually drops. Just to me, it gives it some urgency, some energy. So do that. Speaking of people writing in, I encourage folks to attach their own voice to the email, an audio file, because I like to hear what people have to say. This audio message comes all the way from Portugal and a listener named Manny. Hey, Chris, it's Manuel from Portugal, or Manny the Uncanny, as you once addressed me in a cameo video. Uh, I was just wondering if you're aware that you have a huge fan base outside of the US, and well, here in Portugal, at least you do. And I was wondering if you've ever considered doing the same exact format of the Stinghouse operation but abroad. Maybe you're getting too well-known in the States. And if you ever considered maybe starting in Canada, maybe going to Portugal next. Anyway, thanks for the great stuff and keep doing it. 
Thank you, Manny from Portugal. I have considered doing stings overseas. I think it would be interesting. We do enjoy incredible press freedoms here in the U.S., which allow us to do these things. We also have good relationships with law enforcement, and I have overseas law enforcement relationships as well. I've done stories in Portugal and, and all throughout Europe. The laws are different, though. One of the reasons why I think these investigations have been so popular overseas is because it would be difficult, honestly, to do them in the UK because of the laws there. It might be difficult to do them in, in some other countries as well. Canada certainly is a possibility along the border. I think that would be interesting. And maybe we will. But for right now, we're just busy working on the next locations for our stings here in the U.S. But thank you, Manny. I appreciate that. If you have any questions or comments, especially relating to our upcoming psychiatrist guest, as I said, reach out to me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. Thanks again for joining me on this investigative adventure. I'm Chris Hansen, and this is Predators I've Caught.